Why don't you take us in, Jimmy? Okay, uh, welcome, welcome back, everyone. We have a very special guest joining us uh, this afternoon. <laughs> we have a wonderful young actress, filmmaker, director, writer, Miss Paige Williams. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Pleasure show. Pleasure to be here. Hi, that's so weird you say actor. I don't, I don't consider myself an actress. Really? No, I don't. What do you consider? Are you so you're a writer? Are you a writer that also directs? I consider directs? myself a writer, and a director, and a producer before I consider myself an actress. The only reason why I acted as Jen is because I saw I had a very large vision for her. Okay. And I thought it would be easier to execute it myself than to find somebody that fits exactly what I want for her and then have to like teach them how to be. Yeah. That's like there was already so many characters that I had to work with and I was like, I don't wanna have to work with Jen because I need so much from her when I could just do it. That's that's <laughs> an that's an interesting thing because they always tell you never star in like your own vehicles. Like yeah. directing and acting or starring are like two separate mindsets. Yeah. Right. And there are a few people that have done it, I think successfully. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I don't think I'd be one of them. I think so. so it's cool. I've heard in like um Zoolander is a is a famous example. Mm -hmm. Ben Stiller produced directed and starred, yep. there are stories that when that happens, there are people who sort of play a strong supporting role mm -hmm. in some of those other jobs, right? Yeah, like yeah, probably yeah. a very strong-handed producer or a strong uh, first AD. So That's like how Bruce was to me. Mm -hmm. He helped fill in a lot of roles, but. Yeah. Um, so what was the experience like doing all those things at once? Yeah, I'm curious um, about this. It was, on, I honestly think that me playing Jen was hard, but it would have been easier than finding someone to play her. Because I'm telling you, like finding someone to play her would have been it would have been really hard. And then finding someone again to execute it the way that I wanted to see it through yeah. would have been hard as well. I'm not saying it wasn't possible, but I kind of just took see that's here out there. I think that's what when people end up doing that is because of that mm -hmm. is they don't. It's usually a character they've found beforehand, yeah, or something they've had already planned, and it's like well. I know how to do this. Yeah. I should just do it rather than trying to teach Literally. someone yeah. how to do all of this yeah. already. I'll just take on the burden. So maybe it makes it easier. I don't yeah. know. Did you find I mean, it easier between, case, between the, the, the directing version or portion versus the acting portion? Did you find those two worlds kind of mixing well together or did you have to kind of separate your mind on both of them? Um... I definitely had to separate my mind mm -hmm. often. <laughs> like I, I just remember the very first day, like we were doing our, our shoot at the um the table we we're having our pre shift meeting. It's at the beginning of the script, and I'm like I'm I'm trying to like I'm I'm watching I'm listening to everyone. I'm like okay that was off. Like your reaction's wrong. Like I need more here. I need more here. Yeah. And then it's my turn to talk, and I'm like late because I, my mind is completely somewhere else yeah and then me and Rushi talked about it um that's that was our DP and he was like we need to film you last because during the first one two three four that's when you can start thinking and like mm -hmm. giving your critiques and doing your mind thinking but when it's your time to act like you have to get out of that director mode mm -hmm. so having to get out of the director mode will also like making sure that people are where they need to be and like doing what they need to do that was challenging but as long as I was able to separate the two I felt fine yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that uh, was interesting. That's was interesting. I, I love um, I love just acting. Like if I'm if hired on a movie and all I have to do is perform, <laughs> I love it because yeah. I'm sitting. Because normally I'm normally like on these movies I was writing, directing, producing, uh -huh. editing, um, doing special effects and music, oh, and wow. so you're just like 
constantly scanning everything, mm -hmm. making sure everything's going okay, worrying about people's schedules and the budget mm -hmm. and the story. But if you're there to act, it's just like, you're, you're so fine-tuned into worrying about only one thing. Yeah. And that things can be going wrong all around you or, or things can be behind schedule and you're just like, ah, this is great. Just you know? that's, uh, yeah. that's what it was on In Harms for you, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes. So I, I was telling him last time, uh, I've known him for almost 15 years now. Oh, wow. And I've worked with him on everything. I'll always work all, with him on everything. Easy. No, not his project, but like for my projects. And then I've worked on some of his projects as well. Um, but we both were involved in kind of a mutual friends uh, production. That would have been 2011, 2012 too, right? I mm -hmm. think was when we did that. Yeah. And uh, and he was strictly an actor on that one. Like the, up until then, he had done like directing and writing, mm -hmm. and also done like he like Alfred Hitchcock. He would throw like a little bit part in there for himself. And this one, he just did acting. And I gotta tell you, watching him go from being a director to being just an actor is awesome. Like mm -hmm. he's a he's a wonderful, wonderful person to act or to watch when he's just acting. Because uh -huh. they usually give him like a fun, quirker identity to kind of fill in, and he always does it really well. So it's fun to oh, kind of- thank you. It's fun <laughs> to kind of watch him do just strictly acting. Yeah. I like being an uh, editor that's performing because <laughs> you know you know what bits and pieces are gonna be in play, and if you kind of have trust in the person that's editing that project, you can give a lot of big performances and expose yourself and mm -hmm. be embarrassed. I think a lot of people are sensitive about that mm -hmm. if you don't have the right editor you know you don't want all those wrong moments put put in mm -hmm. but i like to just do like something different on every take so that the editor has all these different options uh -huh. now here's a big question would you repeat the experience or do you just strictly want to be a director now you know i was i was i i think about that all the time and i'm like let's say like tomorrow i sold the show and mm -hmm. I had to choose between like getting a Jen or like playing Jen. And like, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I think that was the first time I ever acted. And I think it was, it was fun. Like I, I, acting's fun, like it was it was cool, but I've kind of have like a <laughs> blurred vision of what it is because yeah. I've only acted and directed it simultaneously. Yeah. So I don't know if acting by itself would be like enough for me, if directing by itself, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what if tomorrow they come up and they say, we like the show, we want to buy it, but only if you play Jen for the first, like, we'll buy eight episodes, <laughs> but you have uh, to be Jen. Yeah, I like, mean... Like, we'll only buy it if you're Jen. I mean, I would do, I would, I would do what I have to do, <laughs> but I just don't know if it's necessarily... Um, I mean, I, I just... I would have to do some reflecting. Yeah, it's, it's a weird world to navigate now. Yeah, and it's I, like... I also think that another reason why I wanted um, to play Jen, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with... Um, Issa Rae and Insecure, um, but she's a director and she's an actor and she acts in that show and like it's her show like she wrote it she created it based off her experiences and people know it's her show because she's in it mm -hmm. so I feel like a lot of times when you are behind the scenes you don't really get credit or like a face of what your product could be so if it were to you know go to series and I didn't act and um, I feel like a lot of times you just you're like little corner and it's kind of like it's mine I don't, really want it. Yeah. I don't know if you I don't, would want my face on it with my name yeah you're a beautiful so. woman they, of course they want your face on it maybe you can play every character there like, you go like, yes. be like Nutty Professor yeah like, you put your face we'll just on get some uh, prosthetics for each different character for yeah. Her. yeah you'll just be in the makeup chair for 12 hours a day what's your uh, product process like for writing um for writing I'm like 85% development and like 15% write. Like writing oh. this show 
it was like, I actually, I wrote the thing in like a week. Like writing it was easy. Like, yeah. Out of everything, actually sitting down and writing the show and the scripts was easy. But like creating my characters, creating their backstories, creating like, you know, the environment that they're in, um, creating like uh, the outline of like what's going to happen in the show, like all that stuff took so long, but um, I also think that's something that um, there isn't as much emphasis on is like the development. I think a lot of people just go right into the writing and it's like there's so much that has to go into the character so that, that they're full, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like you're birthing them um, and the birth of them and the birth of the story is what took the longest, um, but actually writing it was like, yeah, like my, my writing style is like, Develop, 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 outline, 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 make it all make sense, and then finally, like, just write, and, like, the words come, because I know the character so well, it's like, I'm not even thinking, what should they say, it's like, what would they say, you know, like, I'm rich right now, this is something rich would do, so it's like, I'm writing as him, yeah. um, and, like, every time I write, I'm a different character, and I'm no longer myself, mm-hmm. so getting to that point of knowing my characters well enough so I can write like that is hard, Yeah. Um, but actually... Getting the pencil and paper. Actually, I don't use pencil and paper. The laptop. Yeah. Um, that part becomes a lot easier. I still use pencil and paper. Do you really? I still longhand it sometimes, yeah. Absolutely. Just because just cause I'll change it so many times. It's just like, I'll just, really? that's done. I don't like that. Do back. I don't know. Just old-fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> old-fashioned I can type stuff. way faster than I can write. Yeah. So I, I just computer all the way. Plus, I like autocorrect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about the rewrite. I just do. I do fast, yeah. sloppy first drafts. Mm-hmm. Like, See, that's that's I why race. that's why I longhand it, just because it's gonna be sloppy anyway. Like when I, once I put it in the computer, I want it to be like this is close to what I want it to be like final. Yeah. Final draft. Um, but when you're writing, you just have you can just done. Don't like that. This is off. Nope. Don't like that. And just yeah. throw it all down. And then you can go back and reread it and be like. I'm going to change this. I'm going to change this again, too. That's my favorite thing is to get uh, to have the first draft written and mm-hmm. then to just read it like you're reading somebody else's script mm-hmm. and kind of forget about your experience writing right. it mm-hmm. and treat it like you're a different person. And then it becomes very easy. It's like, oh, that line sucks. This yeah, is yeah, too yeah. long. Move well, this. I could tell. I could tell with yours. You really have a good sense for beats, like where comedy is, where the drama is, where the you know, where the shift should be emotionally, this and that, with all, with that whole script, which is hard. I think that's one of the biggest things when you're writing is to what can you, mm-hmm. where can you find that? Yeah. Where is that in the, in the, you know, in the course of the action? And I, you did a good job of that. Thank you. You're welcome. I think I you did a great I job of that. that. <laughs> no, I think you did great. Cause when I, cause one thing I've always prided myself on is being able to like visualize when I, that's why I love script coverage. Cause like I used to do that for my acting teacher for mm-hmm. a while. And, I used to, and he used to hate it. He used to hate reading scripts that he would always send them to me. And I love doing it because then I can immediately visualize exactly what it looks like. So when I was reading yours, I was like, oh, I can tell exactly what this is going to look like, like, or hopefully will look like on screen, where the beats are, where the comedy is going to be, where the laugh should be. And it seemed like you had a good, good sense of where all those are. Maybe you can think about that while you're writing, but I'm telling you, the final version of it was wonderful. Like, I could see all of that, where that should Thank be. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel like, I don't know, I, I read a lot. I read a lot. Um, like, books and, like, I, st- I study. Like, I like I was TV filming, just was, like, for me, it's, like, my what I love to do, but it's also, like, I treat it as a career. Like, I need to study. I need to research. I need mm-hmm. to do all these things. So, reading books and, like, I've read that there should be um, a joke per 
per page. I think it was like three three jokes, three laughing. I don't know, just something that if it's a comedy, you know, it's a comedy and it should be laughing every this now and then and mm-hmm. there should be a joke at this now and then. Um, and I think that's something, another thing that I'm really particular about, especially in this era of like dramedies, mm-hmm. is that if I'm pitching and if I'm creating a comedy, yes, I think there needs to be drama to keep the people coming in, but if I'm doing a comedy, like, I want it to be a comedy. Like, I, I want that typical mm-hmm. Joe per page laughing, like, you know, feel good comedy. Um, so that's something that I'm like, if I'm, if I'm pitching my show, it's, it's a comedy. We're, we're taking it back. Like I, it's comedy, it's comedy. It's a drama, it's a drama. I agree. There's a lot of shows and movies that get that balance wrong. Yeah. Where it's, it's a mix of comedy and drama, but they lean too heavy into the drama or there'll be like a suicide or an overdose or something. And like, I was laughing five minutes ago and now now you want me to feel depressed. So I don't. And then like, it frustrates me when I see dramas Mm -hmm. with this much comedy get awards for like best comedy series of the year I'm like yeah. I'm not laughing yes. you know like I'm, I'm crying half the time it's like if, if like there's shows like sitcoms that I'm just sitting and I laugh the yeah. entire time and that's that's what I consider a comedy and that's what I think should I think they should be different categories yeah. I think I'm, there should I'm be kind of curious what the, what the process is for that now like what are they used to critique that kind of stuff what are they used yeah. to right. read those things out like what wins yeah What what's considered the best drama series on TV or yeah. best comedy series or how do they decide that now? Because I don't, I don't even think... I think 10 years ago we had an idea, but maybe not anymore. It's yeah. I think it's too hard to tell. It's, it's crazy. I get intimidated by comedy because it's your jokes have to be good. If you're writing something mm-hmm. that's supposed to be funny, it has to be funny. Mm-hmm. If you're doing horror, it's just scare people. Yeah. You'll have a monster. Horror is awesome. Action, car chase, uh-huh. drama. They're drama it's like those are all really easy Mm. to to nail and to kind of play with but comedy it's like a joke a joke per page and they all have to be good so it's yeah i I feel like there's way more pressure i don't think i have comedy i think the hardest thing about comedy is that like you said there's drama there's horror but and those are all like you know it's dramatic or it's scary but comedy is so like subjective Mm -hmm. yeah like i my, one of my favorite comedies ever is New Girl, and like that show yeah. has me cracking up. Love it. And like I made my mom watch it one time, and she didn't laugh once. And I'm like, and she's yeah. just like, this isn't funny. I'm like, how could this not be funny to you? Like this is one right. of the funniest shows ever. And then she made me watch one of her shows, and she's saying the same thing to me. Like, why aren't you laughing? And I'm like, ah, oh, like, and I just understood at that moment. No matter how funny I think my stuff is, no matter how funny anyone thinks their stuff is. It's it's always going to be subjective, you know. It's up yeah. it's up to the viewer and the audience to decide whether or not it's funny. Right. And you can't take offense there. Like comedy is not something for everyone. You can't make something that everyone thinks is funny. Right. I have friends that don't think The Office is funny. Like, and I think that's one of the, another one of the they, funniest shows. They don't sound like, like friends to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like you. And and if you went to the Office writer and said your stuff's not funny, it's like I know my stuff's funny. It's just not funny to you. Yeah. Um. And I think that just comes with the subjectiveness of Well, that's where you comedy. just stay true to yourself, right? Yeah. You just stay true to yourself. You just don't worry about, you are like, I'm going to put this out there and if people, or some, a group of people like it, right. great. But there's always going to be people who are not going to like yeah. it. Yeah. I, I'm curious what the ratio of that is. Well, that's, it's, the office takes some getting used to. Yeah. If you're not, used, if you're not familiar with with that kind of yeah. comedy. Mm-hmm. I remember hating it the first I saw the American pilot and just hated it because it felt like there were no jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it felt like a comedy that wasn't funny. Yeah. And then I found the British one and was like even more frustrated with that. 
Um, oh, but then really? eventually learn to love them. Like you, you just kind of, you fit in with that style and you figure it out and yeah, you yeah. learn that comedy. And now both the both versions are amongst my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. I've only watched like the the joke compilations. I've never seen like full full episodes of that oh, show. Oh, you should before. watch it. Both. Yeah, of I've only watched, watched them, but the joke, but the jokes in there are pretty funny. Yes, maybe, I like I love the jokes. Maybe in there. skip to like season two or three. Okay. Yeah. Season one. Is that when it picks up? Well, yeah, because it started out as like a carbon copy of the British. Show. Oh, it did. Okay. And then eventually they they parted ways and became their own entity. But I didn't first, know that. Did yeah, you first, Did you watch the original? Did you watch the British? With, no, I didn't know um, that was a the thing. First, I think the the pilot is like a, a shot for shot remake is of, of the really? British pilot. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then eventually, because is that is that when uh, Ricky Gervais did the Emmy thing with Steve Carell? Did you see that? Did you where no, he took his that. Emmy? No. Oh, you didn't see that? No. Oh, you should watch that. That's a good. That's a but I, I think those are both good examples of comedy and drama, where the drama do, never overpowers yeah. the comedy. Or and that's the thing. It just I think that there should be drama. I think that um, you should bring your viewers back, especially yeah. when it comes to streaming. Because like a lot of times when it comes to comedies, and you know you're flipping through cable. Oh, this is funny. Let me let me watch it. But when you are intentionally trying to get your viewers to come to your show turn on Netflix, go to this, and then keep going to it. I feel like there has to be something to bring them back. Yeah. But I don't think the drama should ever overpower right. the comedy. Here's another question. Do you feel like you have films in you? Or do you strictly feel like you're only a TV writer now? Um, or, I do. or a show writer? Do you feel like you could do some screenplays now? I do. I'm okay. actually, um, I have one in here. Okay. That oh. I'm, uh, Uh-oh. I'm, I, it's on my list. I have... Because I'm trying to write... Should we plug it? Should we plug the, should we yeah, plug pitch the it. idea? You pitch it right now. Uh, no. <laughs> Practice your pitch. That's have right. To do it. Then you'll have to do no, it. No, because I've just been thinking about it. I haven't, I'm, I haven't gotten that far yet. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to, like, build up my writing portfolio. Um, and, I yeah, so that'll be on there. I'm writing... Um, What's I'm the genre? Some other things. It's... It's... Comedy. It is comedy. comedy. Okay, movie. perfect yeah. plug right there. Yeah. We were talking about I that. Like, I do like comedy, so... It's a comedy movie. Comedy's pure. Mm -hmm. I like comedy mixed with other things, like comedy and horror. Yeah, that's like, a good... Army of Darkness or Evil Dead <laughs> I think it's too. a romantic comedy. Yeah, okay. Oh. Comedy. Don't let the romance overpower the comedy. Yeah. yeah. I hate every romantic <laughs> comedy because they take, they'll take the funniest actor on the planet and have him be somewhat funny for 45 minutes uh -huh. and then... No more funny. Then they, the, the girl, the girl finds out about something he did, something he's lying oh, about. Oh yeah, she's mad at him. That's a, he's mopey. That's a like, super oh, let's, cliche story. Let's take Will yeah. Ferrell and have him be mopey exactly. for twenty minutes. It's like, what are you doing? doing? Like, I'll tell you, it is nothing like that. Okay, that's good. good. Well, I write whatever you want, but that <laughs> that really pisses me off in movies. It's because no, it, I think that's another thing. There is so much content out there. Like, don't like typical storylines. Like, it's it's it just seems. Too cliche. Yeah. Well, I was talking to you about this last time. I think independent... I truly believe independent film is going to come roaring back now with all of the different, like, um, mediums that you can do this stuff on. Yeah. Like, I just think that it's going to become... The industry is going to shape itself in a way, once we come out of all this, where that's going to be kind of more of a player. Right. Than it, like, it had a big run early on. Then it kind of died for a little bit. People had to kind of resort to more studio-based films. But now, with everything kind of switching around again, I think there's going to be a, a good run of independent film that comes back. And um, I would argue it, it doesn't matter what your content looks like mm -hmm. anymore, right? Because of TikTok and YouTube oh, and yeah. video mm -hmm. uh, vlogs, it's like 
you can just film your entire thing with a GoPro as long as it's funny and engaging and it, it looks interesting. It doesn't have to be expensive. Well, Damien, Damien Chazelle uh, just shot that. I don't know what the name of the film is called, but he just shot it on the iPhone, didn't he? Didn't, oh, didn't I haven't just, heard about this. Oh, really? Yeah, he just shot like a... Oh, what was it? Like a like a ninety minute feature length film. Wow. Yeah, on a on an iPhone. I heard somebody filmed one entirely on their backup camera. Really? In their car. Yeah. Oh wow. So it's all all bets are off. Well see that's the thing, that's where it just comes down to creativity. Is like yes. what can you do with the camera? Yeah. And what can you do with two actors or three actors right. or but it's the same it's the same thing where you also then need to market it and, mm -hmm. and have the business side and get the right tags, get it on the right social media and yep. get it out to people. Yeah. So that's still, you're still battling against all, you know, everybody else is also making content at the mm -hmm. same time. Right. So it's still, how do you, how do you stand out? Which is difficult. It's an uphill battle. Do you, do you have um, plans for the rest of the show? For I do actually, I do. Um, so should we plug the show at least? Should we at least plug the show for you? What do you mean by that? I mean like tell people what, what the show is. Oh, I, so there will be time for plugging everywhere. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we will be, yes, plugging a lot. But um, my plans for the show, um, so we'll have, I'm working on some videos. We have the, the trailer in the making, um, and then I'm working on some behind the scenes videos of uh, pre-production process and production process. Um, and There's also have... a blooper reel in the works. All right. Oh, I do that anytime I edit anything. I set, got well, set aside bloopers. Yeah. Oh, that is lovely. That is lovely. Yeah, I was I was a little um, disappointed though that there weren't more. You guys, you guys, you guys did too good of a job. But it's funny, like I've done corporate gigs for law firms, and the same thing. I'll just set aside all the funny bloopers, and that that's the favorite their favorite part of the show is that there'll be this big presentation with people receiving honors and awards. And everyone just wants to see the bloopers of like lawyers screwing up lines on green screen. So it's, 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 it's funny that no matter what the project, people love bloopers. Yeah. It's like, I love bloopers. I didn't know that's, that's exciting. I can't wait to see those. Yes, yes. Like, I'm excited for the trailer, but the bloopers. Yes. And that's, to me, if you walk out of a theater having just seen bloopers, you lo I love that movie. Because you feel like you're, it feels like you're a part of the, yeah. a part of the experience. And you got, you got a little glimpse of behind the scenes. And it looks like people were having fun making the content that's yeah. a big deal to me if it if i feel like the director's mean or that people had bad conditions mm -hmm. making a project that kind of filters how i think about yeah, the yeah, project you enjoy it as much yeah and that's that's part of the kevin smith thing is yeah. that everybody that works with him loves him and he, yeah. he gives you a kind of behind the scenes access to the show well, i think he's also just super grateful that he's had the career that he has as well especially being right. able to do stuff that he does now yeah and uh and his his films are a specific like genre like subgenre for for a group of people yeah it, he's not you know he's not exploding with you know the mainstream studio films or anything like that but he still has enough of a fan base to where he can make all the films that he wants to make, exactly yeah. what he how he wants to make them. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't really have to think about, oh, is this gonna be? Should I put this out? Should I not put this out? Or, yeah. You know. So, I would say though, Paige, if you have a idea for something you want to write, uh, make a poster of it and put it on mm -hmm. your wall. Because then it's like, because some of these I haven't written yet. Um, like this one, ADD is a movie. I have just this one on the door. I have a. It's an idea for a script that I started. And I ran this campaign online for a design, oh. and now I have to write it because there's, there's a poster <laughs> on my wall. So it's it it it. it 
because well, ideas come and go, right? Like I've had so many ideas that I just completely forget about. But if it's enough, if, if you immortalize it on your wall, then you that's can. another important thing. Because yeah, almost I just started recently talking to some people that are like they want to see they want to know what your poster is. Yes, and if you don't have a poster idea, they will shut you down. Nope. I feel yeah, like that's will, I feel like that's almost the most important tool you have almost, when yeah. pitching a project because it's visual, so it's style. It's, yeah. it's, it's good to think about too because yeah, that, I mean, eventually you end up on Netflix as a little icon uh -huh. next to Avatar and Indiana Jones yeah. and people are just looking for something to watch. So you have to, your movie has to, I mean, it's probably scrolling and that, too. And that's like, the initial sell point too. Yeah. It's like, what do they see? That's what, the face what, what of are they going to see that your company. thing yeah. is about? That's going to go up on the marquee over, you know, the 405 or mm. whatever. That's what they're going to, what are they going to see when they... And that's what's fun. Like, so these are all for the same movie. Um, but... Uh, I went to like, which is really impressive, by the way. That you oh, come up with all yes, well, that's yeah, yeah, that's, that's been, awesome. I love. I have been struggling. I made one graphic. Yeah. Um, and it's the graphic is it's nice, but it's it's kind of like a circle, so I don't know if it would be that length. Right. But yeah, I I'm thinking about a poster. I and that's the thing when it comes to like actual TV, like. We have the shot with you. I'm not sure if you saw it. Um, and all five of us pulling you, and mm -hmm. I thought that was a really good I saw it. shot, but it's. It's more long like that. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if that's necessarily like might be too much for a poster. That's but. part of it too though is you if you get with a distributor you have to provide a series of poster sizes. Mm -hmm. So they'll want some that are super long, they'll want some that are super tall. So you have to be kind of flexible in in the shape of your design, which can be really difficult cuz normally you just make a poster and you commit to the the scale of it. Yeah. And it's like okay, it fits in these dimensions and then suddenly the distributor's like, oh, can we make that a sideways one instead? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, wait, you... wait, now the faces are gonna be like this, right? so I yeah, think right, about that. Right. So <laughs> I now when I now when I create a poster, I have to keep that in mind. So I just do a big canvas and then just mm -hmm. kinda keep everything in there so that I can shuffle around. I started and... I started a, a document of like all the different ones with it's the synopsis, it's the tagline, it's the log line. Yep. It's what they're what the uh, film would be if you were to mesh two together and then it's the poster yeah and before I uh, start writing I get all those things down first yep and then I put those away and that and I use that as like a reference then I go into writing everything and then also I, this this movie meets this movie yep oh that's another thing yeah you should if you're gonna write more sense to think about because that's also a good selling point for more like what this is like this is this movie but well, no, it's it's like if you were to if you want to sell like for the dawn up there, mm -hmm. you see that poster up there. You would say to someone that something like, "This is like, uh, Exorcism of Evelyn Rose meets Sister Act, Sister Act, yeah. or something like you know." Yeah, yeah. That's what you want to say. That's and what then, my, my and, teacher told me about that. Yeah, um, she said after reading the script, she said I could say it's, um, the office takes the restaurant, but yeah. I don't know if they're. Well, the, the the shows that you gave references to, I thought were good. Like they they meshed well. Uh, New Girl, uh, what was that one? Shit's Creek is that what it's called? Yeah. I yeah. think if I remember correctly. Um, it could be New Girl takes the restaurant and like yeah. Jen is the new girl. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's at the place. Yeah, but then also if you're if you're pitching your movie as two successful movies, yeah. If, it has to be two movies that are popular. Mm -hmm. So you can't you can't pitch like, oh, this is the room meets forces of nature or something. You know, you have to you have to you have to shoot for the stars. You, you know, know what's funny though is that that one is pro the only one you could probably pitch with that, and people would be like, I want to go see. Yeah, that. exactly. Right. Have you seen it before? The room? No, I hear about it all oh. the time. It's amazing. It's ridiculous. It's good. 
Yeah. It won. Well, it's just like it's just it's just it's it's described as the worst movie that's ever been made. Okay. Yeah, but because of like how over the top bad it is, people love it. And it's amazing how many people know about it. Yeah. This little independent film. That's to me is what's amazing. It's yeah. like the paranormal activity thing. Wait, is that, that one win anything? No, okay. it might have no, won I some Razzies. So. Yeah, maybe bad or I feel like I shouldn't waste my time. Oh, oh well, there, there's also a, there's also a movie called Room with yes. Brie Larson, yes. which is a good movie. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. So we have to. Yes, there's we Room. Have to I have not there. seen Room or the Room. Okay, well, yes. The, the, the Room is Tommy Wiseau, and that he's got his face on the cover, and it's like a light green or bluish tint on it. Yeah, and that's it. He had billboards all over the room across his face. Yeah, but that's but it's, one. Yeah, it's like the the behind the scenes story of how it came about yeah. makes the whole thing a, a fun experience. So it's like, it's a I would say it's a bad movie, but it's fun to watch. It's enjoyable. Did you Did you watch the Disaster Artist? Yes, I loved did it. you like it? Yes. Okay, I didn't. I didn't. I haven't watched it yet. It's really good. Is it Is fun? It by the same creator? No, it's by um, who? Seth Rogen, James yeah. Franco. Yes. They did it. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's based on. A book that was written by the lead actor in who starred in in the actual film, and it was his experience of what it was like working on that film because it's like, like it's literally like advertised as the worst film that's ever been made. So he wrote a book about that wow. and his experience making it, and so they turned that into like a behind the scenes that, kind of making. That's of, part of it, though. Is I think the the lead gets buried where if you if you watch it and everyone's told you it's the worst movie ever right. you might be disappointed because it's it's a de i mean it's right. a it's a decent movie it tells a story it's got a beginning a middle and yep. an end like the characters are well defined <laughs> it just it's just sort of cheesy yeah. and low budget right um, so it kind of gets a bad rap i think it gets it gets a lot of attention for being bad and maybe it's undeserved but it's cool <laughs> that people There's celebrate stuff it out there. yeah well, it's, it's like Sharknado. We're kind of in a oh, weird gosh. culture now where, where people celebrate yeah. bad bad movies. Yeah. Sharknado. I think people are just looking for like, something to go to now. One terrible, terrible movie that I feel like people have also been celebrating lately is that um, Netflix one that came out, uh, 365. Have I, you guys heard, seen I don't that? know. I, I, I work for Netflix. Well, yeah. <laughs> so awful. 365, that's it? DN, DNI or something it is just the most DNI. awful, cringy movie oh, I've never... ever. And I compared it to Sharknado, actually. Oh, yeah. But it's it's not worth your time. Really? Yeah. 365, okay. Yeah, See, now I kind of want to... This, this is the thing. is like, now I kind of want to go... You know what else just came out that I kind of want to see is Deep Blue Sea 3. Yeah, I bought it. I haven't watched <laughs> it yet. Oh my God. I love sharks. Yeah. Oh, my even, Lord. Even, even, it's just... See, the, even that's just, that's just what... I think the reason... I think what pulls you in on stuff like that is just you want to see what that type of budgeted film can do with, with what they have available. Yeah. You know, because the first one... It's okay. I mean, I, I do enjoy that film. And I remember. I still remember the. Trailer. I love Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, Deep yes. Blue Sea is awesome. Speaking it doesn't of, really hold up. Speaking of good bad movies, that much anymore. But when it came out, it was pretty awesome as like a shark movie. It was a pretty solid shark movie. Yeah. And then they did a second one, which was terrible. And then now they have a third one that I'm just curious about because I want to see like what are they gonna do with this now? Is it yeah. gonna be the exact same replication? Or are they gonna are they gonna make it somewhat fun? Are they gonna is it gonna how creative can they get? Like it just yeah. it just you just wanna see like what that filmmaker can do with what they have available to them. 
Sort of. Mm. Sharks chill me to the bone. Even sharks if, are even if sweet. it's like a bad CG <laughs> shark, it still like makes me feel yeah, like a little kid. Yeah, and I like that. It's like a kind of yeah. a roller coaster thing. Yeah. And all a, a shark movie just needs one good, like presentation of a shark. Like just one <laughs> yeah. shot that's yeah. good. That looks good. Yes. And and that's enough for me. Um, but I, I'll watch anything having to do with sharks. Really? That's and, crazy. That's how, that's why Shark Week works. Yes. Yeah, so right. Exactly. Shark Week is sharks. Oh. Yes. Well, those are uh, that's even scarier, right? Because yeah. that's all documentary footage. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. actually worked with um, I worked with Discovery last summer, and I was there when Shark Week happened. It was like the biggest thing ever. Really? Yeah. And like I never actually saw all the different components to the Shark Week until I was there and like seeing like all the different people and like how they got Shaq and like all these different people to go yeah. scare everybody with sharks. Yeah. Um. How long has that been going on, Shark Week? Wow. Yeah, since yeah. the 90s, I think, right? Is it really? It's been that long? I feel like it. I feel like I've only heard about, like, in the 2000s. Really? Like, you know, when Shark Week started or something. It gets bigger and bigger every year. I guess. Just like the sharks, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Literally. But, they, yeah, I, I love being scared. Like, if, if a movie can get, like, get well, to Well, that's why horror is so horror. sellable yeah. and yes. so easy to do. Yes. Because people just want to go to be scared and they want to see... I know. The bar for horror is so low. Uh, yeah. Yeah, horror needs a renaissance. Yeah. Um, and independent, like horror and independent film go kind of oh, hand in like, hand, right? That's, yeah. Peanut butter and jelly right there. Yeah. But oh, yeah, we, we got too much. Well, and the other thing is, is that you can you can do it really cheaply, too. You don't need like yeah. $60 million to make a good horror film. You don't need lighting. Just keep it dark. Yeah. Right, yes, yes. Yeah. Exactly. As long as you can hear what's going exactly. on, then it's okay. <laughs> that's a good sound. The, the, the sound of a monster is mm -hmm. all you really need. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a, you guys see Babadook? Yes. There's, a lot of that is just in sound design, where yeah. the characters will be, like, hiding under the blanket, but you hear the monster in the room, and it's, yeah. like, growling. And <laughs> well, a lot of it is just anticipation. What, yes. what does your mind come yes. up with? Mm -hmm. You don't have to necessarily see what that is, because your mind will make something up that's ten times better. Yeah. yeah. And that's why people rely on, like, the sound of that, or the or the feel of it, or the, the presence of it. You don't have to necessarily see it. I know a lot of movies do show... Whatever the creature is, like the descent. Have you seen that before? Yeah. Okay, so that one I wasn't completely sure about, but I was um, reading up about a lot of cave, um, what do you call it? Cave exploring people. Yeah. For a while, and then they said we're gonna go watch uh, a bunch of bad cave movies, mm -hmm. and that was one of the ones they said, and I was like, well, I gotta, I'm gonna try. Yeah. They, they called like, it a bad cave yeah, movie. Yeah. They just because they said the the creature in it was bad, and they're like it's cheesy, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna go check this out now because I want to see what they do. I've never seen. Really, a bunch any cave dwelling, yeah, like films. For to for, me, that's the definitive one. Is is it? Yeah, the descent. So I when I was watching it, it's good. I have to add it. To I like. Oh that. yeah. Well, when I first watched it, I was like, "This is good." I wish they wouldn't have shown that thing so like mm -hmm. early. Like there was so much build up on that. There were mm -hmm. so many like shots of where you got like glimpses, but it wasn't completely there. And yeah. so it was just like. I was filling it in the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. And, you know, it's up to the filmmaker, obviously. But I just feel like the more you can kind of keep that just to images or yeah. just to slices, it just adds to the whole tension yeah. mm -hmm. in any kind of 
To me, though, the, the first half was way scarier than yeah, the second for half. Sure. Like, before the monsters even show yeah. up, because it was a bunch of women lost in the cave systems, yeah. running out of light, running out of air. And there's a, and there's a lot of real stories about people that have yeah. died yes. and that have gotten stuck yes. about that. So that's, like, what's really scary. That, like, that yes, kind of that freaks me out to the, yeah, to the that core. Like, super creepy. having a broken leg in the middle of a cave, cave. system and you don't know where you are. Exactly. Like, they didn't or even how need... to get out or yeah. anything. Yeah. So... Yeah, anytime you can tap into that feeling um, and make the audience experience something like that, or it's just like dread, you know, it's yeah. terror. That's crazy. That's now I'm wondering if I'd ever create a horror. Oh, it's fun. Horror is awesome. I love you horror. You should try to dip your toes in horror. Uh, if, if I ever did something scary. Well, what scares you? Um, mostly. I don't know. Human beings, like, probably. Like murders, yeah, like actual real things that could really happen. Yeah. Um, but. And when I think of like horror, like a little bit scary, the movie that I admire the most right now is um, Parasite. Yeah. Because that yeah. that takes like I was scared. Like that takes a little bit of everything, mm -hmm. but like the way that they threw in like the thriller and like a little horror for me in that. Yeah. But, like it was so subtle. That was really really big for me. So if I did do something, it wouldn't be like a horror film, but it would have a little bit of thrill. Yeah. At some point in the climax at the end. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever go all the way right. to that. Yeah, you don't want to... Because I'm scared. I'd be scared to film it. Like, I know it's all fake and yeah. I'm, I'm creating it, but, like, if I see a monster running, like, I'm going to run away. Like, I'll be out of the room. I think, though, those are the most fun sets to be on or horror. Mm -hmm. Like, when, when if there, anytime there's blood and guts, yeah. uh, everyone just becomes a little kid, you know? Because <laughs> um, movie sets can be really tense and mm -hmm. really stressful. Um, if you're trying to nail a dramatic moment yeah. or a comedic moment, um, you know, the stress kind of builds. But mm -hmm. if you're exploding a head or something, yeah, everyone, everyone like, just starts, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like kids dancing in the rain. You What's know? amazing is to watch like the behind the scenes of stuff like that. Because on screen, you get just the tension moments. But yeah. then when you look off screen, it's like everybody's dancing. And right. when, you're, when this is how they're filming it, you're like, there's no tension there. Everybody's having like a blast. Yeah. So it's, it's fun yeah. to see. The thing, the thing that concerns me is attention spans. Mm -hmm. That even I, like, I struggle to sit down and watch a movie without getting distracted yep. or going to the bathroom or getting something to eat. Yeah. It used to be a lot easier, but now it's like just, just so well, that's much. That's why I think people are trying to keep the timing of everything a lot shorter now. Yeah, I think roughly two hours. What they've said is general like the time span that people can kind of tolerate, where they're like, okay, yeah. I'm really invested, but then after this mark. Getting a little antsy, like yeah. let's wrap this. The Irishman is three hours. Yes. Well, so was Wolf of Wall Street That's too. It, so, and I haven't um, watched it for really? that reason. Yeah, I know. Me I, too. Like, Me I, too. I don't. Uh, yeah, maybe I have to split it up in two days, but sitting yeah. down for three hours. I wonder if I wonder if you could do Titanic. I did. Well, I did Titanic when I was little. Okay. Not recently. They were talking about this on Joe Rogan, how if you're going to create content now, it's either got to be 10 minutes or three hours long. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah, because that's, that, <laughs> Irishman, Wolf of Wall Street, a Joe Rogan podcast. That's true. We either can like sit down and absorb something really long, yeah. or it's got to be a, a TikTok video, and then we're <laughs> right? on to the next thing. So, so It's so weird that we can't, like, an hour is impossible for us, yeah. or two hours, or half hour. It's either got to be really short or really long. I wonder if that's what led to the creation of a lot of those apps is just, here's 10 seconds, Yeah. show us your stupid video or whatever, right. and we'll, people will like it or people yeah. will enjoy it. I don't know. It's crazy. I've been finding myself either watching a 21 minute 
comedy or like a two-hour movie? Yes. Okay. Like like you said, like yeah. Um, like what? Thirteen Reasons Why. I think each episode is like forty-five to an hour. Yeah. Like I can't watch those anymore. It's like I, I'm not I'm not in the mood for half. Like either I'm gonna yeah. go full two hours and watch something from start to finish, or I would do short and do like a couple episodes or maybe one episode of. A comedy. Well, yeah. I think the other thing that's contributing to that is just getting older too. Like now you right. gotta pay bills, now you gotta make yeah. money, now you gotta like. I can't just sit and enjoy a movie anymore. I gotta. Right. I gotta have something going. That's on another constantly. thing. When it comes to like all those bad movies that you guys love to watch, it's yeah. like my movie list is so long. So if I'm gonna sit and watch a movie, like I can't waste it on something that's. Oh really? Well, see, I guess I have yeah. So many good movies I still need to see. Like I, so many of the movies that you've said I still haven't seen. Like they're on my list, but. Time, man. Yeah. I don't want to waste time on I that guess, movie. I guess right. part of it is that um, I just usually use those for, like, background noise a lot of time. Yeah. Just throw them on the background when I'm doing something else. Yeah. It's just to have, like, something there so it's not just dead silence mm -hmm. just in a room doing nothing. Yeah. Or whatever. So I guess that's what that kind of I stuff is for. That's it. what that's good for. I, I sort of feel like every movie is special. You yeah. know, every movie counts. Every uh -huh. movie, somebody had to push the boulder up the hill, had to have a dream and see it through and mm -hmm. work really hard and assemble a big team of a bunch of people. So mm -hmm. anytime I see anything that's been produced, I, well, I consider and it a it's miracle. Their it's, yeah. it's obviously their vision. Whatever you see on the screen, that's what they wanted to put out there. Yes. So that's what they decided on. So yeah. it's, it's got to be some, there's got to be some credibility to that. Part of it too is I think learning. If you can, if you watch a bad movie and can identify why it's bad, mm -hmm. or identify why it mm -hmm. veers from whatever the norm is, and and why you don't, you know, it's not resonating with you, then I think you can figure out how to reverse it, or how to, you know, you can figure out what does work. So yeah. I think it's a, it can be That's an ex true. it's a interesting learning experience. So treat every every movie like learning experience, so you're mm -hmm. not. Yes. Wasting, well, wasting learn, I mean, learning, yeah. learning never really ends, does it? I mean, you're always constantly learning new things, no right. matter what you're doing. Yeah. So I think that's one of the beauty things about life, too. Not right. to get too corny, but yeah. I mean, you're always there's always something new to be learned or read or looked at, or yeah. And you can look at things in new ways too. You don't always have to necessarily look at it the same way. Right. So you're learning here, and then you're watching it again. You're learning something completely new. Yeah. So there's always always going to be a learning curve no matter what you're doing yeah so i'm also always curious if i can take like a if i'm writing a screenplay for an idea i think is bad can i make it my own or make it good mm -hmm. or make it presentable so it's yeah. it's like can you take a, a a car a totaled car and rebuild it yeah. and refurbish it so that it looks nice i like the challenge of that of like how do you take a really boring idea and make it, make it pop yeah well that's sometimes why i can't even like Enjoy. I can't even watch movies for like enjoyment for the most part anymore because I'm always thinking about like, well, what yeah. I what I've done this. Mm -hmm. Why yeah. did they do that? Why did they write the lines like that? Well, yeah. I, I'm gonna do it differently that I way. I hate these shots. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that shot. I want I want to remove it like this. Yeah, so. and that's how that's how I know now that I'm at this stage. That's how I know when I when a movie's good is when I don't feel myself constantly critiquing it. Yes, because there isn't as much critique. Yeah, and that's how I felt. Um, watching Parasite, it was just so refreshing because I'm like, I just enjoyed it because it was so good and it was set up so good and like, yeah, the dialogue was so good and it was developed and like I didn't have to question and, you know, critique and critique and critique. It just I just yeah. enjoyed. Um, that one's really like a roller coaster. Like, yeah, you think you have it figured out and then there'll be some big shift <laughs> and it's like everything you thought you knew is suddenly yeah. turned on its head and then it shifts again. Let's talk about all of Elliot's wonderful posters on the I wall. know. I'm He's trying to like... So yeah. 
There are so many. I'm like, I, uh, like these are movies that were. These are all scripts that he's written, and some of them are stuff that people have sent in ideas for, uh -huh. and uh, uh, what else? Uh, stuff that he that we want to make or that he wants to make. Yeah, that's it, all. That's all stuff that he made when he was younger. Yeah, those are like high school movies up there. Oh wow! This um, was his first one. It started out where um, I used to have like famous movie posters up on the wall, mm -hmm. and then at some point I decided I should have Your all own? my own stuff. <laughs> wow. So I kind of reformatted. Yeah. Inspirational. Yeah, but what's, I. What's that one? Is that yours? Potpourri. This is his. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, is his. Yep, this one's his. Potpourri's his, and it's, then uh, problem solving. This his as well. Hope it's like an experimental college. I wish I could drug. still do. The, I wish I could do the 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 Richard Randolph. Oh one. yeah. What is it? It's um. Oh, what did he say? Uh, what did you say it was? It was. The, uh, it's an um, uh, experimental. Experimental animation drug horror drug-induced yeah. animation wow. zombie genre or something like that. The idea was like, how many genres can we fit into one movie? Wow. And it might it might have been too many in the end because <laughs> it just like twists and turns in so many different spots. But it was but. fun. But that was, was I, I thought that was going to be my last movie. So I was like, I want to try everything. Mm -hmm. I want to do exploding zombie heads and <laughs> musical numbers wow. and uh, drug trips no, and stuff cool. like that. So um, that's sort of how, that's how I arrived on that one. And, it's, and, and the other thing was I, so I made uh, paper mache and there wasn't much reaction to it. Like, yeah. People would watch the movie and then afterwards they'd be like, "Hey, we want to go get something to eat." And you're like, "You're like, I just spent, I just spent fifteen thousand dollars in two years of my life, and you want to talk about getting something to eat?" Yeah. So, so I got like as movies as I made more and more movies, I got progressively more and more um, sort of um, insulting, you know, like sort of yelling at the audience. Yeah, like, I just like, want, yeah, yeah yes, exactly. Like, respond to me. Yes, give me feedback of so some crazy. sort. And then finally, problem solving, you got like the most on that one, right? As yeah. far as like humor and what do you parody and. Yeah, superhero. Yeah, superheroes. Comic book. Musical numbers still. Yeah. All kinds That's, of I, I like musical numbers. That's my favorite thing to do. Is it? Or music video, sort of in general, just okay. because there's no rules. Mm -hmm. You can kind of do anything you want. Yeah. It's like a dream sequence, you know? So the you don't have to worry about continuity. The story doesn't have to make sense. It's just like visual set to music. Yeah. I was watching um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off the other day. And I was just thinking That's how classic. they casually like throw in the musical number and I, mm -hmm. I love it. Like it's yeah. just, it brings so much joy. Yeah. Like. Same with uh, Clerks 2. Oh yeah. It's like the Jackson 5 <laughs> musical number. Really and it makes no sense in, in the context of the movie. Yeah. You know, it just sort of comes out of nowhere. <laughs> but yeah, as an audience member, you just sort of accept it. Same with, um, 500 days of summer. Yeah, I was oh, saying that too. Yeah, I just watched like, like, they just throw it in so casually, but yeah. like, it, it works. Yes. And it does a lot. Like, it just, it's, it's uplifting, you know? Yeah. Well, I wonder it's if they, really they kind of use it as like a, like an inner monologue, don't they? Or like an inner feeling for the character. Yeah. I think. They yeah, it's to, like getting to the... express whatever they're feeling internally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're, you're seeing it externally. Um, yeah. Uh, prepared. My so. favorite thing, though, is filming them because you don't need a sound guy. Oh yeah. So that's half the that. battle, like just not having to worry about, you mm -hmm. know, where the boom guy is going to be. And then uh, you can listen to the song and plan out exactly how the camera's going to move and mm -hmm. how people are going to move so you can really coordinate it really well. Like mm -hmm. if you're doing a dialogue scene, all bets are off because yeah, you don't yeah. know how timing's going to be or how the 
performance is going to be. Mm-hmm. So that and then it's like same thing when you get to editing a musical number, you've already planned out where all the pieces fit. So you're just like sort of dropping things in over the music track and then you're done. Well, I'm sure choreographing extras and actors with all that has got to be a lot of fun. Yeah, too. it is. Yeah. And that's, to me, it's just like, if you're in a musical number, to me, it's fun, even if mm-hmm. it's a bad one, uh-huh. right? Like, even if you fail at, at your at your job, mm-hmm. at, like, making a good musical number, it's still enthusiastic, mm-hmm. and it's still silly, you know? And it's still, to me, it's the it's the best expression of, or the best use of film, because it's all, it's all the best stuff. It's music, it's visuals, it's camera tricks. Yeah, and it's still telling a story. Yes. I feel that same way about like party scenes or like big group scenes in right. films because even though you like on those days even though the day might be going terribly if people are having like if you're having like a party as your scene yeah it's like you're just chilling yeah, yeah everybody's having a good time right everybody's like this is great I've got a huge pool or wherever I am in front of me and right we can goof around and and we got a lot of stuff we got a lot of food and we got this and we're having fun and that to me is where you really find like how many people enjoy doing what what they're doing on that set. Yeah. Because everybody is just all involved at that point. And you can bring a lot of different people and everybody just has probably the most fun yeah. that anybody ever does yeah. on a film set. Yeah. They're having fun and they're using it as footage like Right. Yeah. <laughs> it two birds and one stone. So for most of these, how did, how was um like the funding for it? Uh, credit cards. Okay. Credit cards and, <laughs> lo- Smith, and loans from my parents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, uh, $15,000 made nothing. $30,000 made nothing. $50,000 made like four or 5000 And when so, you say made, what do you mean? How, how did you make it? Um, so they, like- they eventually, like, Potpourri was on Amazon for a while, and um, we sold DVDs, so, like, and we, we got... And we did, we did a premiere at, uh, yeah. in Minnesota. Yes. At, uh, what is it, the Riverview Theater, I think, yes. if I remember correctly? Yes. And so I think he got to keep, like, what was it, like, 80 or 90% of the door or something like that? They did, yeah. like, a cover of, like, 10, 15 bucks. They sold yeah, it's DVDs just like, and merchandise. It's and, just little odds and ends yeah. that, that came in. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially for, like, independent film. You know, when you don't have any, like, legit backers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sometimes, though, it, it, like, I just got a check for Problem Solving the Republic, which we made in 2012. 12, yeah. Oh, wow. So, like, money will come in sometimes years later, like, after you've forgotten about it. That's the other thing about, like, any art form is that if you put something out there, it doesn't matter if it's, like, five or ten years old or 15 or 20 or whatever, it'll be out there forever. Yeah. So as long as people still recognize it or find it or buy it or whatever you'll still get yeah compensation for that years years down the road in fact i was reading an interview this is you're gonna laugh at this because when we did her short film Mm -hmm. there's a scene the scene that i'm in mostly Mm. uh i referenced mrs doubtfire for her in that scene or for that scene and she hadn't seen that movie before and i was reading an interview with uh the the uh the daughter the the daughter in that film and when she gave up acting and retired and went to live somewhere with her husband or whatever, somebody had asked her, somebody had interviewed her like a few years you know, ago or whatever, and it said, you know, do you miss being an actress? She said, I don't miss being an actress for whatever, whatever reason. They say, how do, you, how do you feel about having made those films? And she said, well, every now and then I'll get like a residual check for that film and it'll treat my husband and I to a nice dinner. I'm like, that was made in 93, and this is, wow. like, 2015, yeah. and she doesn't even act anymore. So, right. 
it's out there forever. So that's yeah. the only thing. That's the good thing about any art form is you can put it out there, and even if it sucks right away or people don't look at it, it'll it's it's on a record. You know, yeah. it's it's imprinted forever. So it will always be there, and as long as people look for it or find it, you something can come with it. Yeah. Wow. So. So where did that um, where did that check come from? So we got it to a distribute. No, we got it to a film rep who got it to a distributor mm. who made us change the title <laughs> and then made us change the poster. These were all poster options. Which oh, wow. seems to be kind of common, I think, right? Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's part of it is you have to do everything yourself. So you have to be able to design a poster. You have to be able to do a trailer. Yeah. It's like if you're the independent filmmaker, you get asked for stuff like 10 years later. It's like, oh, hey, remember this movie you made 10 years ago? Oh, we need an updated promo for it. Wow. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> I trailed off, yes. Oh, the check, yeah, 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 yeah. So we got, okay. We got it to a distributor, and then the distributor gets it to, it's on iTunes, um, I think it's on Amazon Prime, but then the, there's a bunch of money they have to recoup before you get paid. Yeah. Oh. So that's kind of why the, the, the payment comes so late, mm. is they have to recoup all of their costs for promotions and I guess that's expensive too, getting like licensing and getting it on the different platforms. Well, then, their, it, then their job is to market. So then all that money yeah. has to go out the door too. So they yeah. have to recoup all of that plus the production costs. And right. then they, then you start getting like checks. Yeah. And, and actually I just got a report for Potpourri, which we did in 2011 that's and right. we're still in the red. So there's still, really? yeah, there's still like, that's what's cool is you get reports is the, yeah. the distributor will send you a report of like, here's how many people watched it this month and here's how much money we made mm -hmm. and here's how much money you're not going to get paid because <laughs> it's still in the red. Um, but then eventually it, it get it, you know, the money gets paid off and then you start actually making mm -hmm. money on it. But I don't, I'm not a good business person. That's what's complicated <laughs> right. is it's, it's show business, right? So it's half. It's half creative and it's half running a business or selling a product. Mm -hmm. So that's my biggest advice is you have to have somebody on your team that thinks like a business person, yeah. you know, because otherwise you're just sort of making art. And that was my approach for a long time. Like, oh, I'll just make really fun, creative stuff and people will find it. And then I'll just get rich and famous based <laughs> on that. But especially now, like everybody's making stuff like there's just... Uh, hours and hours and hours of content on YouTube and Netflix mm -hmm. and everywhere. So it's, it's hard to stand out. Um, yeah. And you have to think of it like, I think like selling tires or like selling Coca-Cola. It's like, how do you stand out and how do you compete with other people trying to do the same thing? Yeah. Especially when most of the people that you want to talk to are all business minded. They're not creative minded. Right. All they care about is what their payback is going to be. Yeah. And, uh, so it's hard. I'm still learning on how to break in on those people. Yeah. Like, well, how do you sell it to them? Right. And how that's, do you, I don't, I, I still don't know the first thing about yeah. that. Like, I've never really done a pitch before. Yeah. Um, all the stuff that, I, that, that's been made, has just been like through a friend or mm -hmm. through a friend of a friend, like, mm -hmm. Hey, we need help writing this or we need help editing this. So that's well, I only how got I, my first real like pitch for something a few days ago. I was just telling you about this before yeah. she got here. Like, I met a woman who was like, I'm a partner in a, in a, a film production company. So if we ha we're looking to sell something along this genre, do you have anything? I said, I have a few things. Yeah. And she said, send me your log line. And the only reason that I knew all about that is because you told me when I came out here, here's what you're going to want to look, here's what you're going to have, want to have prepared. Yeah. This, 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 this. And eventually all that stuff I've seen over the last few years and like, what's, what's your, do you have a poster idea? What's your poster yeah. idea? 
what's you know uh, you know what's your logline what's your tagline what's your all these things that I never used to think about before yeah. now that's all I think about so I'm learning about pitches I'm still not great at it but yeah. I'm learning how to how to kind of navigate that world a little bit yeah that's wild yeah definitely should we uh, should we wrap it up and mourn the loss of Mr. Chadwick Boseman here? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. How could 2020 get that anywhere? Oh, my gosh. Terrible. sucks. That one came out of nowhere. It really did. He was Howard Grad. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I heard about that, too. School yeah, that's right. Times. Wow. I've seen him. To do speeches around. or to just. He did commencement. Okay. He came. Um, the release of um, another. It wasn't Black Panther, but another film. He came to speak to us. Like He comes all the time. Mm -hmm. Now he's just gone. Uh, you know what amazes me about that is that I um, was always impressed by like the differences between his Black Panther character and then how he spoke in real life. Right. I was always expecting like yeah his uh, to, his accent, accent like to have an accent. Yeah. And I was like oh totally fake. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a good lesson though to chase your dreams. Yeah. You know as as hard well, as you can. You know what you else? Never it's, know. it's that time is it's as stupid as it sounds. Time is so short. Because yeah. everybody's like, I've heard a lot of people now are starting to say like, well, let's try to get into the idea of making like later in life more normal, like doing things later in life. And I'm like, do you not know that how many people don't even make it to that later in life? Mm -hmm. Look at him. Look, he didn't even hit 45. Yeah. He didn't hit 44. Like he doesn't have an opportunity to do that anymore. So it's like time is now. Like time yeah. will always yeah. beat you to death. Yeah. yeah. Literally. And so you always want to do stuff like right when you can. Yeah. You don't want to really wait, I think. And life doesn't care how exactly. successful you are. Yeah. It doesn't care at all. What you're I'm doing. Yeah, just, people love you. Right. Just steamroll you. Yeah. yeah. Life can steamroll you at any time. It doesn't know that we're here. It just It's just existing just like we are. And so we have to be the ones to do it. We have to be the ones to take advantage of it yeah. while we can. Because you just never know. You... It's weird to say, but like you literally take your life into your hands every day that you wake up and go outside because mm -hmm. there's anything that can happen yeah. to you. And that'll give me time. So why wouldn't you take your shot? Why would you be like, no, you know what? I'm not going to do it today because I can do it tomorrow. Not necessarily. Yeah. Nobody wakes up and thinks, hmm, I might die today. Exactly. Like, right. you know, nobody, you don't exactly. get, no, you don't, you never know, you know? That's one really cool thing Dan Harmon said. Um, the guy who did Community and uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, I've been watching that. I've he, been watching that. He said, oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's um, amazing. That's a good example of comedy. Yeah. Like, and also, like, exploring fun sci-fi ideas yeah. and weird, like, mind yeah. trip stuff. But it's always funny. It's so always the comedy funny. carries you through. Laughing. And the characters are, like, really well drawn. Yeah. But he said, he's got this story circle, uh, this eight-point story circle that he uses for every story he ever writes. Um, and he says that that's, like... Every time you leave your house to do anything and come back, that's a story. That's a plunge into the unknown, retrieving valuable information and then returning and sharing it with everyone. That's the hero's journey. Oh. So every time, every time you leave your house, you're embarking on a hero's journey. And that's why we like movies. That's why we like stories. It's about characters plunging into the unknown, taking a risk, you know, exposing themselves, l struggling, falling mm -hmm. down, yeah. learning, and then coming home and it's it's fun to think about us doing that every day you yeah. know like we're we do an adventure every time we leave the house because you could get hit by a car you mm -hmm. get struck by lightning you just don't know but we like that we like the unknown it mm -hmm. excites us and that's every story is about a character making that circle you know making yeah. that journey into the unknown so yeah. it's it's interesting to kind of think about why we like stories in the first place yeah mm -hmm.
And I think that's a really that good way. that's a really good explanation. That yeah. We the stories resonate with us on a level we don't understand. Mm -hmm. We can't comprehend. So it's like you feel it. It's like an emotion or and like they're a, everywhere. Like a relationship. Yeah. Well, that's, exactly. That's true. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I think should we wrap it up? Well, you I said think... you wanted to wrap it up. <laughs> we're at, so we're, in, we're, at, we're, at, we're at one hour. Are we really? Yeah. Wow. How about that? Wow. Yeah, that was fun. That was cool. That was actually really good. The cam cameras are still going? Well, mine died. But I think most of yours are still going. Yeah. We didn't lose. I wonder if we lost any. Did we, we didn't lose any GoPros either yet. Oh, wow. Right, but they, um, <laughs> so these, both of the GoPros are missing components. Oh. The bat if they if they fall the battery will come out and, oh, and you'll wow. lose the entire recording. So I can't tell you how many times I've gone to like <laughs> I'll do an entire interview and I'll go to like turn it off and it'll fall and the battery will come out and then just the entire thing is gone. Oh. So but yeah, we're we're filming today with one, two, three, four, five, five. six oh, that's cameras. Really two? Yeah, oh. uh, that one's getting me. Wow. This is a two shot. Yeah. That's Jimmy's single, Paige's single. And then, we, and then I think that's we don't even know what's going to come out of those. But, <laughs> oh, but that's as the editor, I'm just give me all, give me Everything. all the angles, yeah, because yeah. you can't have too many options as the as the editor. And this is your sound. That's the, yes. That's the mic. Yeah. So uh, uh, here's the second two one. boom mics and a singing mic running into my Zoom recorder here. Yeah, it's hard who to. Thought, who would have thought just three people sitting around talking would be such a setup? Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. This is pretty pretty complicated. <laughs> I didn't even know there were gonna be cameras. This is, oh yeah. Oh well. <laughs> luckily, I'm a really good editor. Yeah. It's almost like the the Matrix when they Neo did the bullet time and they had all those cameras. Oh yeah. In a big circle around them. That's kind of what this. That's kind of what this looks like. It's a cool setup. But yeah, I I like podcasting because it's an hour where I'm not working. It's yeah. like an hour where I'm forced <laughs> to sit and talk. And just talk. Yeah, yeah, just, like, just be social. Just human interaction. Yeah. Uh, we need more of that, I think. Yeah. We're it's starting crazy. to lose it I have a little to start, bit. I have to start putting it on my calendar. Yeah. For, uh, just mark it in one Interact day. with human beings. <laughs> 10, 10 a.m. on Saturday. Yeah. Just for one hour. Yeah. You've been, it works been a lot lately? Yes. Really? It's been crazy. That's, that's yeah, it's like every client I've ever had is and, wanting me to work for them. Oh. All at once. Yeah. It's funny that we were talking about that before you got here. We won't go into it because we could do another hour just on the amount of clients that Elliot gets. But there are so many funny stories we could tell you about our group of friends back home uh -huh. that will just just destroy his time. Really? Oh, yeah. It's... Do you it's, know how to say no? No. No. <laughs> well, that's part of it man? is... That's part, part of it is I... Every project I do, I learn something. Mm -hmm. So... I like it for that reason. I think of it like exercise. It's like any any kind of weight thing you do is good for you, even if you're only doing five reps or mm -hmm. whatever. I think it all it all helps, and it's job security. Yeah. Are, like I've never lost a client. It's like everybody I've ever worked with wants to hire me right now for a script or a wow. music video or but something. But it's just so. it's just a dog fight for your time. Yeah. I think is how we put it last time. Yeah. So for music videos, what are you doing? Do you edit or you shoot? Uh, edit. Yeah, actually, I do like to. I don't like to film a lot because I, I'm not up to speed on all the newest cameras and mm -hmm. stuff. Like, that's so hard to stay current on mm -hmm. what on red cameras mm -hmm. and 4K and what everyone's doing. But I like doing weddings and kind of documentary stuff and podcasts or interviews. I like doing kind of smaller filming stuff, mm -hmm. and then I like filming. Uh, uh, animations and characters oh, wow. and like tabletop stuff 
So that's I, why that's why independent film I think is is awesome because you get I mean, you'll get more creative control right. in that environment than you ever will yeah. on any other level. Yeah. You can have the right you can have the actors that you want to have, you can usually get the locations you want to get. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have the most most like I would say what 90 95% of the power. Yeah. I mean depending on like where your money is coming from, um, they might have they might have a little control yeah. or whatever, but I think as as like an independent person it's just so much easier to control exactly what you want to, you know, produce or what you want to yeah. shoot. Mm-hmm. So, so you out of editor, director, um, let's say you're shooting part-time actor. Yeah, yeah, actor. Which one do you identify with most? Editor. Oh, DJ. I would say yes. right. Yeah, I think yes. Or maybe maybe writer. I like I like writing the best. You're I think just, I'm the, you have more experience in. Yeah, editing. I think editing is probably the thing that I'm your... best at, and that's the thing I get paid for. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the other stuff I do for free or for favors, but editing I always get paid, which yeah. is nice. And some of the and some of the scripts aren't even his. That you write? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. So well, I like that. I love having like <laughs> somebody pitches me some weird idea. Yeah. And it's like how is it? How is this how even gonna work? This? Yeah. <laughs> but I so it's it's sort of like you were saying. Every time you watch a movie, you're always just crit- critiquing it, and oh, I wish they would have done this and they shouldn't have done that and this would have been a better ending or all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I love writing for that reason because you're just in, you get to make the right decisions all the way through. Mm-hmm. So it's like you kind of get to be in that zone where you're experiencing the story almost like you're there, but you get to make sure no stupid mistakes happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, I like that control. And then I like the freedom of, of just writing something and when maybe my, it sucks. My teacher told me like when you write like, you're literally God, like, of your characters. Yeah. Anything that happens to them, you create, you know? Their right. backstory, you create. Like, everything in their life, like, you are them. So yeah. So I think that's why I like writing, too. It's like, you're you're their God. Like, you're, you make everything happen. Yeah. So. I feel a weird better. obligation at a certain point. Like, if you have an idea for a character, that character needs you to... To birth them. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like a mother, yeah. Like, yeah, like I have this like character God, I love. Yeah. Like I need to bring you to life. Like yes. You can't just sit there and not live. Like yes. you have to live. That's my big fear is dying with like stuff still in my head uh-huh. that I wasn't able to get out. And writing is such an easy way to just to dump out whatever's in your head, you know, onto the onto the page. And then you can edit it, you know. Then you can look at it objectively. Maybe it's good, maybe it's not. Yeah. But it's there, and you can respond to it. Definitely. Otherwise, it's all just ideas floating abstractly yeah. in your mind. So that's well, that's all it is on the page too. It's just words on a page. Yeah, and right. It brings it to life at that point. Right. So yeah. you have a vision in your head, and maybe an actor has a vision in their head. Yeah. And then they want to bring it to life in their own way as well. So then you combine the two, and then you get a completely different version that mm-hmm. might be good or bad, right. or yeah, get a good element of both, and Literally. yeah, then you're good to rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> Should we thank our wonderful guest, Paige, yes, for hey, coming thank in? Thank you, Paige. Yeah, thank you so much. It was lovely having you. Thanks for joining thank us. So much. Our first guest. I know. Yeah. Thank awesome. you guys for having me. Of course. It was fun. Yeah, it was so exciting. much fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess uh, we're going to wrap this episode up and um, be out in a little bit. Uh, Paige, do you have anything you want to add, plug, uh, wave hi to, anything like that? Um... Nothing yet. Okay. Okay. But be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. your service. Soon. Yes. Soon. Well, thank you guys Soon. for joining us. And uh, I guess we'll see you on the next time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Take care. We're good.
Oh, should we do your name? Yeah. Oh yeah. Should we should we do the names? Do this. Do a proper right. sign off. No, like I'm Jimmy Sensi. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm uh, I'm Jimmy Sensi. I'm Paige Williams. And I'm Elliot Davini. Thanks for watching. Thank you guys. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. This is. Okay. Cool. I think we got it. Wow. I think we got it. Let's cut.